Hello, I am Joshua P. Warren, and this is Joshua P. Warren Daily. Sorry I haven't left you a podcast in a couple of days, but gosh, that's just what happens sometimes when I get slammed with so many different projects and meetings. Sometimes I uh, I wake up and kind of run out the door and don't stop till I get back in late at night, and sometimes I don't like leaving a podcast on my cell phone if if I'm in a bad spot, because it's very frustrating when you leave a podcast and uh, your signal's not good enough and it sort of cuts in and out. So anyway, everything has been going just fantastically. Uh, that's that's the great news. Um, and that's not to say that everything's going perfectly, because I still have challenges with some of my experiments, but uh, that's just a part of the process, and that's part of the fun, is overcoming the challenges. So I am now working with a number of different individuals on the fiber optics project related to possible time-space manipulation. A time machine is the simplest way of putting it. And we're still having some issues getting the laser to pass as I want through 8,500 feet of fiber optic cable. So um, we're having to machine some different parts that will maybe help us with splicing that and making sure that the laser's even strong enough to do it, etc. But uh, I'll tell you something that's really interesting. And by the way, one thing I love about this is everybody who hears about it gets excited. I mean, there are people who want to participate in this who don't even want any money, they just want to be a part of something like this to see what happens. And so that shows you how how much potential we've got here to create something really intriguing. But last year, I was, uh, well, Lauren and I were invited to the big red carpet celebration at the Tropicana Hotel here on the Vegas Strip by our good friend Murray the Magician because, you know, Murray switched over from Planet Hollywood to Tropicana last year and so, anyway, had this big show, big party and uh, it was a fun time. It was sort of like a who's who uh, of especially the showbiz and entertainment people in Las Vegas. Everybody was there and at one point a fellow struck up a conversation with me And it turns out that he works with the television program called Tanked. And you've probably seen this. It is an extremely popular show on Animal Planet. And it's about um, some guys who build big, elaborate, amazing, often special effects-laden aquariums. Some of the biggest and best, you know, I would say arguably the biggest and best in, in the world. And sometimes they build big fancy things for, you know, some celebrity because you need to be wealthy to buy one of their tanks. And sometimes they go even beyond that and build gigantic stuff, you know, working for like state aquariums. And uh, they've even made some swimming pools and stuff, as it turns out. So anyway, the guy I met, uh, he said, hey, uh, give me a call and why don't you and Lauren drop by and we'll give you guys a private VIP tour of the tanked facility and show you where we put the show together and all that. And I said, girl, cool, that's great. You know, so um, it, it you know took a little while to get our schedules free, but I did that um, a couple days ago. Lauren and I went over there. Uh, we're treated uh, just with great warmth. Uh, actually got a, a tour from from the owner, uh, the general himself, a retired uh, NYPD policeman, 
and uh, took us all around, showed us how everything works there. It's amazing just how extensive and comprehensive that their own production facility is. Uh, they have the ability to pretty much make everything that they want right there on site and, and lots of space to work within. So, um, you know, it was great to see some of their work, but it was even more fascinating to see all of these gigantic machines that they have there to make these impressive aquariums that have to withstand an enormous amount of pressure and stress. I mean, it's hard for you to even imagine the kinds of forces that they're working against when they're creating an aquarium like that. But at the end of it, so I started talking to one of the fellows there about my fiber optics projects and some of my other projects that I'm working on for different TV shows. And he was excited. And so he is now looking into uh, working with me on some of these projects as well. So I've got some of the very best people right here in, in Las Vegas, the entertainment capital of the world, working with me, uh, or at least considering uh, in, in some regard, um, on these uh, amazing experiments that I'm doing. So, you know, I just, I knew that when I got a residence out here, it was going to be a good idea for a number of reasons. And this is one of the big ones, because this is a year when I'm kicking off a lot of stuff. So uh, it's so exciting to be here in general. Tonight, uh, Lauren and I are getting ready to go uh, attend a John Williams concert, the Symphony Orchestra Music of John Williams. Now, John Williams, as far as I know, is not going to be there in person, but um, we have always wanted to go and hear his music perform live. John Williams is, I believe, the greatest living composer. He has composed so much classic music, uh, especially for movies, that I think his music pretty much represents what we consider so magical about watching some of our favorite movies. I'm talking, he composed all the music to Star Wars, uh, Jaws, the Indiana Jones movies, E.T., Superman, Jurassic Park, uh, Harry Potter. I mean, it just goes on and on and on. And so, um, you know, we have some of his albums uh, we're, you know, we've worn out the CDs basically, but uh, yeah, tonight there's a rare opportunity to go here in Las Vegas and have a big live symphony orchestra perform his music. And the concert is sold out, so we were fortunate that we got some tickets. We got them kind of early on. So we're going to go do that tonight. We're really excited about that. And then tomorrow night, um, we're going to see in person one of our favorite comedians who is going to be performing here in Las Vegas. I'll tell you later who that is. Um, but, you know, again, it's just another one of those cool things about being here is that, you know, you got to realize that growing up in a relatively small town like Asheville, North Carolina, if you wanted to go see a big show or something like that, you had to drive somewhere, usually. I mean, you'd go to Charlotte, go to Atlanta, um, or even farther. And so uh, it's it's pretty cool to be in a town where all the big entertainers just, they come to you, you know, they're 10 minutes down the road. So there's always something fun to do here. And so I'll, uh, I'll always sort of sprinkle in those details for you, just in case you're interested in, in the lifestyle here. But as you may or may not realize, if you've been following my Twitter feed, 
I was not able to conduct the last round of the roulette wheel experiment. And that's because um, we were up to four spins. So far, what, phase one was one spin, and the polls were correct. The people who participated got it right. The second time was two spins. The polls were correct. The people who participated got it right. The third phase was three spins. The polls were correct. The people who participated got it right. But something happened when we got to four spins. When we got to four spins, the polls started tying up. So in other words, there's a poll for each spin. And first off, it was spins one and two were tied with 50% saying it was going to be red and 50% saying it was going to be black on each of those spins. And then... Um, that finally changed kind of at the last minute, but then after that, the fourth spin got tied up 50-50. So I cannot do this experiment if the polls say 50-50 because then it's just a gamble. It's just chance. And the whole purpose of this, the whole point, is to see if we have the ability to sort of psychically influence or predict what the outcome is going to be. And so I'm relying on the people who participate for that. And um, so, but that's no big deal. It, all, all that demonstrates for me is how much more difficult that it is getting now that we've reached the point of four spins. And sure enough, maybe in the future, what I should consider is spacing this out a little bit more so we do two or three spins at a time. But uh, anyway, that said... I am going to just reschedule it, you know, and so I have to create another web page where we can start from scratch. I haven't done that yet because I'm not certain yet of the date and time when I will be able to go to do the experiment next, um, but keep an eye on my Twitter feed and I will let you know as soon as I've got that information available so you can continue um, participating if you were one of the people who has made it this far to phase four. So, um, there is plenty more going on here, and I'm going to be leaving you a more lengthy podcast soon, and it will be worth the wait, because as you know, I'm going to be playing some audio for you that uh, is groundbreaking. You'll be one of the first people in the world to hear this, and this is based upon my research into Parasymatics 2.0. So, stay tuned. And um, I know also that there are a lot of people experiencing bad weather this weekend, a lot of blizzards tearing across the country. In fact, in Asheville, they have a a winter storm warning. And uh, so a lot of people are staying at home, and they're probably listening to the radio and listening to podcasts, and that's wonderful. But keep in mind that, believe it or not, even with these wintry storms, the Haunted Asheville Tour still runs. Uh, last night we had, I think, close to 10 people, and then tonight we already have uh, probably a similar amount of people who are going to be there. And so um, don't let the weather deter you. If you are willing to get out and uh, walk around in the ice and snow with an umbrella, well, I've got guides who will do it, and sometimes that is the coolest way to take a tour. Bundle up, bring yourself some hot chocolate. And you're going to go out there and you're going to be able to experience Asheville when it's got that eerie, cold, quiet atmosphere. And everything just feels a little different when the streets are empty. And uh, and it's just sort of like that electrostatic charge 
is crackling in the air you know when it's all sort of dry and you're, you're switching from dry to little snowflakes little ice i mean it's a different experience so you might want to consider that go to hauntedashville.com if you do but uh, that's it for this particular update uh, again, I will be leaving another one for you soon. And as you know, this podcast is always short, always free. It's called Joshua P. Warren Daily. If you go to joshuapwarren.com, you'll find a link to this podcast and all kinds of other cool stuff, like my curiosity shop. And if you click the link to the podcast, you can subscribe through various means or just follow me on Twitter at Joshua P. Warren, at Joshua P. Warren, and I will tweet when a new one is available. So. Thank you for listening. Thank you for your interest and support. Thank you for staying curious. And I will talk to you again soon.